0: Welcome to a Critical Faith Podcast from the First Presbyterian Church in Lincoln, where faith is nurtured, curiosity is encouraged, diversity is welcomed, and all are loved. Now, let's get into today's podcast.
1: Let's listen together for the Word of God for us today from Psalm 78.
0: Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a decree in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach to their children that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and rise up and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments.
1: A few years ago, my wife, Ramona, gave me a subscription to Ancestry.com. And as I got started into it, I got very excited about all the information I found out about my family. My maternal grandparents immigrated here from the Netherlands and I found their names on the passenger list of the ship when they arrived in New York City on October the 13th, 1913. And then I found the record of their marriage the following next day in New York City. On my father's side, one of his cousins had put together a genealogy of the Maester family. There were five brothers and one sister and their mother that immigrated here from Germany back around 1860. And they settled in Grundy County, Iowa, where a lot of the Ostfriesland Germans had settled. Two of those brothers were my great-grandfathers. And the farm I grew up on was the farm that my great-grandfather had bought. And then my grandfather had it and farmed it. It was a farm in which my father was born, the farm that then my father farmed, and the farm that I lived on for the first 18 years of my life. And I'm pretty sure that all five of those brothers and the husband of that sister broke the prairie. They were the first ones to farm that ground. And my faith story is also a part of my ancestry story, because those Germans that came over here were very devout Germans. They were from the Reformed tradition, and within a few years, they established a Presbyterian church out there in the middle of the prairie. My great-grandfathers were founding members of that church. It was a church that nurtured my faith for the first 18 years of my life. And most of the people in that church were descendants of these Germans from Ostfriesland. Well, the psalmist here shares the ancestry stories of Israel. Our psalm, Psalm 78, is sometimes referred to as a historical psalm. If you read beyond what we read today, you will find the psalmist talking about their exodus, their wandering in the wilderness, about choosing David as the king. The psalmist writes that these are the things that our ancestors have told us. These are the ancestry stories that were shared with them. And he goes on to say, we will not hide them from our children. We will tell the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. They will continue to share those ancestry stories. And the reason why they shared those ancestry stories is because these were stories about a God who intervened in the lives and in the history of Israel. It was God who brought them out of Egypt. It was God who led them through the Red Sea. It was God who led them through the wilderness that gave them water when they thought they had no water, gave them the manna when they thought they had no food. They saw God as a God who was continually intervening in their history and in their lives. And we too, like Israel, believe that our God intervenes in our lives. Our God is not a God who remains aloof and distant from us. There are some Christians that refer to themselves as Christian deists. They believe that God created the world and then walked away to let the laws of physics, the uh, laws of nature to run the universe. It's as though God was A clockmaker who made a clock and wound it up and walked away. But we believe that our God does intervene, just as Israel believed that God intervened in their history and in their lives. And for both the psalmist and Joshua, they said that we cannot just pass down a rose-colored version of history. Their ancestry stories included the hard, the scary, the ugly... The Exodus, the crossing through the Red Sea, the wandering in the wilderness, they were all a struggle, all an ordeal. And now we too face our ordeal, the ordeal of this pandemic, indeed has been frightening how fast it has spread, how many have become sick, how many have died. It's a pandemic that has isolated us from family and friends and neighbors, It has prevented us from enjoying many things that we do. Going to Husker games, going out with friends to eat. Thanksgiving and Christmas are gonna be very different this year. Many have lost their jobs. This is something that none of us have experienced before. The future is uncertain. I think the one phrase that scares me the most is when I hear people say life will never be the same. So we face our season of struggle and upheaval, uncertainty. So it's in times like these that perhaps we should consider how we would have answered Joshua. Moses had led the people, but he wasn't allowed to lead Israel into the promised land. That was left to Joshua. They've left their destination. And like the psalmist, he gives them a quick review of their ancestry story and then he goes on to ask if they will serve the Lord if they will continue to trust God if they will place their faith in a God who had carried them thus far will they remember where they came from who their people are the stories that they've inherited and remain faithful to God or will they grow complacent distance themselves from the history and from their own people And wander again to other gods. And they answer yes they will serve the Lord. But Joshua reminds them that this God is a jealous God. And he asks them again. And again they affirm that they will serve the Lord. And so as we find ourselves in the midst of this pandemic. Perhaps we need to ask ourselves. If we trust the ancestry stories of our faith. And if we will place our faith in God, or to wander away. The overarching goal of this psalm, I think, is found toward the last of the part that we read. They are to listen to the stories so that they should set their hope in God. In remembering the stories, they can hope in God. Remembering, in the biblical sense, is a stronger word, has a stronger meaning than but we usually associate with it today. It calls for a response and concrete actions. Remembering our stories is manifest in serving God and being faithful to God. It's in remembering the stories, stories that should manifest itself in faithfulness that gives us hope. And I also want to use or make one more point, and that is let's use our brains. As Presbyterians, We value knowledge, research, and science. Education has been a hallmark of our reformed faith. Faith and knowledge is a unity. Learning, intellectual activity, are ways in which we love God. Some of you may remember that Presbytery met here at First Church last February. One of our guests that weekend was Rosemary Mitchell, a staff person from general assembly and I think both to the Presbyterian to this church he shared the story about her grandfather who would say just because you have Jesus in your heart doesn't mean your brain has to be empty let's heed the advice of the epidemiologists the doctors the health professionals give heed to the directives to the centers for disease control and prevention Let's use those brains that God has given us to separate fact from faith. We are called by God to love others. And loving others means protecting them from this pandemic, as well as protecting ourselves. We put our hope in action when we do that. David Bender, a Presbyterian minister, shares a story about a week in which he was a chaplain at a Presbyterian church camp. He was... In one room with his computer. The youth were in the room next door. One of the young people, a young girl, about eight or nine years old, came walking through the room, and then when she came back to the room again, he engaged in a conversation and asked her if she liked camp. And it was quite clear that she enjoyed camp and really was excited to be there. But she said, My daddy doesn't believe in God. My daddy says, my family doesn't believe in God. As he contemplated why a a daddy would send his girl to a church camp if he did not believe in God, and he was thinking to himself as a chaplain now, how do I respond? Blessedly, she responded herself. And she continued on to say about how she was loving these stories that she was hearing, these biblical stories, these ancestry stories, And then she asked him, do you know that Jesus did miracles? To which he responded, yes, I've heard that. She left. And he thought to himself, keep listening to those stories. So in the midst of this pandemic, as people of faith, let us remember our stories, hear these ancestry stories, remind ourselves that God does intervene in our lives. It made me think of that old gospel hymn, Wonderful Words of Life. Sing them over again to me, Wonderful Words of Life. Let me more of their beauty see, Wonderful Words of Life. Those Wonderful Words of Life are stories of how God does intervene in our lives. And we need to continue to hear those wonderful words of life, those ancestry stories. Now to the ruler of all worlds, undying, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us today for a Critical Faith Podcast. Please share these podcasts with your family and friends. And if you would like to know more about First Presbyterian Church in Lincoln, please like our Facebook page.